1: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Doesn't look good for Will right now. I don't
2: want to say anything till we know for sure, but just a kind of a nothing play again on Wednesday and the last spring practice. And Will's been just an awesome teammate. And, man, I, I care about him so much. So it, it really hurt me to see him down on the ground on Wednesday. And doesn't look like uh, he's, he's going to uh, be ready for the start of season, and, and we'll see where it is beyond that.
1: It sucks. Uh... I know Will was really looking forward to coming back and having a pretty good sixth year, given that free year from last year. Uh, he put in the work. Um, I know he had surgery for his hip, I think, and had to get through that and then came back and looked good for, for the first part of spring ball. And then having, having this happen to him now, that, that sucks. So I feel bad for him.
2: And we're back here on the Husker Line Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Klaus. That was head coach Scott Frost and defensive lineman Ty Robinson talking about the non-contact injury that happened to Will Honus. Um, Right before the spring game, it was the final practice before the spring game on Wednesday, and you just feel for Will. He had um, hip slash growing surgery. He battled that all year last year. Got through it. Had the surgery. You know, I, I just in my just quarterback, my Sunday quarterback, Monday quarterback mind. I'm asking myself, did he really need to practice at this point? Like, did could Will Honus have just rested himself? Um, maybe the competition of guys like Chris Kalarvik and Reimer, you know, made him want to come out and, and, and do something the final week. But you know, it, it, regardless, it's it's a bad deal, and you feel for Will Holness. Luckily, we hinted on this earlier. They're loaded there. They have three quality, proven guys and Reimer, Kolarovic, and, and Henrich. And then Snodgrass now uh, will move into that number four position of the inside linebackers.
0: Yeah, normally losing a guy like Will Honus, who was excellent last year. He had by far the best season uh, of his career uh, last season when he was finally able to stay healthy and really kind of lock down the middle of that defense. He was not talked about enough for how valuable he was, uh, but – with the emergence of, and the addition of Chris Klarovic, I think that that's definitely softens the blow. This is I mean, this is a guy that got instant rave reviews from when he arrived on campus this winter with his performance in the weight room. I mean, you look at his the scores and numbers that he put up during their, their winter testing. Uh, I mean, he immediately caught people's attention. And uh, that carried directly on over into the spring to where, I mean, he... He carried himself like a pro and he, we talked about this I think before in other shows, Sean, where he's, he's like the guy that you see at Wisconsin or Iowa, like the kind of unheralded dude from, from small town Iowa that just comes onto the scene and is an all big 10 type player Ah! at the end of his career. Yeah. And so Nebraska finally got one of those guys and, you know, fingers crossed will can get back because he is such a critical piece to that defense. And uh, like I said, just, just got done playing the best football of his career. But in the meantime, I think they're they're going to be okay with that top group. I mean, Luke Reimer, Barrett Rude has said that he's got NFL potential if he continues at his trajectory. And then, um, you know, Nick Henrich has finally settled back in at inside linebacker, and um, he's far more knowledgeable about the defense than than he's ever been with his experience playing inside and out. And so they got a really good group there. And if they can get some of those other guys, whether it be a Snodgrass or a, a you know Clements or whoever it may be, uh, to to take that next step and add a little bit more depth, then you know it's a rare situation where you lose a player of the level of importance of will honus and still feel really good about the the group as a whole
1: yeah i mean this is the biggest blow about this is that you just feel terrible for will honus i mean this is somebody who like you said Robin, was playing really good football at the end of last season decides to come back and you know had had the hip or whatever it was cleaned up and and uh you know for whatever reason decided to, to have some practices there at the end of spring ball and then, you know, for this to happen is just, I mean, that's just a gut punch, but um, you, you mentioned that, you know, this is that Chris Kalorovic is somebody that, you know, in Iowa or Michigan or whoever, I mean, he went to the same high school as Max Bola or the Bola brothers from uh, that Michigan played at State. Michigan State. So, I mean, he, he, he kind of cut out of that mold, the, you know, big 10 linebacker. And so, um, you know, it, it didn't surprise me, you know, knowing what I had learned about him uh, when he first committed to Nebraska, it didn't really surprised me that he came in and, and kind of made a name for himself right away both in the weight room and on the football field but uh, you know and luckily for Nebraska they'll have Kalorovic for two years and, you know he's not your typical one-year grad transfer so he's got two years left but yeah, it just it just it stinks for for Will Honus that, that you're kind of that he's dealing with this right now for sure. And there's
2: always a chance that he, he could come back um, at the end of the year but kind of a long shot at this point. I mean, this is his third major knee injury that he suffered, two at Nebraska now. Um, if you remember his fourth game at Michigan, if he if he would have tore his knee at Michigan in the final game or the fifth game, he, he would have He would have been done. Yep. I mean, he, his last year would have been 2019. But that fourth game injury allowed him to get a free COVID year and a redshirt and have four years at Nebraska as a JUCO. It's so you feel for him, but it's a deep position. I, I guys, guys, defense overall, I just think in general, they're going to keep Nebraska in some games this year. I really do. If the offense has any kind of struggles, um, which we know is inevitable in the Big Ten because you play good defenses, this is a unit that is very far along. There's a lot of things to like. Um, one question I still have is how do you utilize all those outside linebackers? I mean, there's three guys at one position, Caleb Tanner, Um, uh, Garrett Nelson and then Feldarius Payne, those three alone, I mean, those are good players, and only one of them can play for the most part. So will they get creative again with the scheme to utilize some of the strengths they have at that outside linebacker
0: position? Yeah, I'm sure there's some pass rush packages where you get a few of those guys on the field, and uh, you you try to utilize the the talent that you have, and certainly – What was, a year ago at this time, one of the biggest concerns on the team is now considered a position of strength. So, hats off to Mike Dawson for (laughs) developing that group. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, the defense was what we thought it was going to be this spring. With the amount of experience and talent they had coming back, they were going to be a pretty salty group. And, man, in that spring game, yes, it was a spring game, but... You know, they, they look the part. Ty Robinson looked like a monster out there. And, you know, you just see, you know, different guys like, like Blaze Gunnerson coming out of nowhere. That guy looked like a freak he out there. He beat Corcoran on yes. a sack. And so what I'm saying, like they're loaded I mean, with some depth and especially some young guys that finally, it seems to be clicking with them a little bit. So, um, you know, I still, you still got to kind of wonder about the secondary depth. I mean, they're, they're perfect, perfectly fine in the front end with it, with the starters, but. They got a lot of young guys that still have some stuff to prove, but just overall numbers, particularly in the front seven, uh, that is as stout of a defense as we've seen Nebraska have in a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was impressed with guys like Nash Hutmacher, mm. uh, Marquise Black. I mean, uh, even Ruquan Buckley. I mean, there's some young, fresh faces <laughs> that are sitting probably third or fourth string on that defensive line that are like, "Dang, these guys can play," and, and they were making plays. And and so, I mean, and think about Tony Tuioti too. You mentioned, um, you know, what Mike Dawson's done with the outside linebackers, but you know, Tony, I think Tony Tuioti's done a great job with that defensive line. You know, he didn't have a whole lot of depth when he first got here, and, and now that's that's a, a, a position group that is is loaded with a, a lot of really promising young players that are going to be around for a while. I
2: think this extra COVID year where guys got the free year, it's going to help the development of this defense so much. Um, just that Ben Stilley, the two safeties, Honus, and JoJo. Uh, JoJo all came back. Taylor Brick came back. Because a lot of players would have been forced to play that were good, but maybe not quite ready. And I just think this extra year is going to help mature those guys so much more. And hopefully they can work them in more. I mean, like we mentioned, the Fordham game out of the gates and maybe the Buffalo game. There's two games there early that maybe they can get on the field and play some of these guys more. And, and you hope. I mean, Nebraska's just not been in that position. Exactly. I mean,
0: mean, that just shows even why even another level of the value of that Fordham game, people want to scoff at it. It's like, why are you even bothering with that? Well, there's a lot of reasons. For one, we talked about recruiting, but if Nebraska does what it's supposed to do and gets out to a huge lead, then you start playing all these backups to give them game experience to where you got the four games. They, they role. can get something that you cannot simulate in practice, and it is at zero cost. And so uh, Nebraska just hasn't had those opportunities, and it's cost them. And with it was just the development of players over the past few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, even you look at a guy like uh, Noah Pola Gates, right? I mean, he's beyond his redshirt year, beyond you know playing in just four games. But he's he's someone that needs who I think is is kind of to the point now where where he can play but he's buried you know he's kind of behind some uh you know really experienced guys but if you go out there and and take care of your business against fordham he's somebody who can get a ton of reps live game reps uh, out there and, and, and actually you know, kind of show what he can do. So, uh, yeah, and I think there's a lot of examples of guys kind of like Noah Gates that can go out and do that.
2: All right, when we come back, we are going to take questions in the mailbag and one on basketball to start as the Huskers added another addition to the roster. We'll get Robin's thoughts on that next and more. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.